0: and welcome back to another episode of The Decision Hour. I am your host, Adam Bird, and I got a really cool interview lined up for you cats today. Uh, I met these guys a couple months ago. All right, Damn, I guess it's been a couple months ago already. <laughs> Time flies, right? Met these mm-hmm. guys a couple months ago at the uh, Great American Outdoor Expo up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and they had a booth set up, and it was really cool what their organization uh, does. I have... Dan and Ken from Operation Reboot Outdoors, which is located in Maine. And I'm going to leave it at that because I'm going to let these guys kind of explain it. But this is a, a, a veterans hunting and, and fishing uh, and get people in the outdoors. And this was near and dear to my heart because everybody that has been following me for the last decade knows I love being in the outdoors. And I love what this organization is doing. So, fellas, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you very much. Thank you
0: absolutely absolutely so let's dive right into this down start with you tell us a little bit tell the listeners a little bit about yourself
1: uh i'm dan wade i'm an 11 bravo served the army for uh nine years uh served with the 25th id and then i got caught, recalled to into the ir went over to iraq in 07 and i've been to afghanistan in 04 with the 25th and uh got uh medically discharged in uh 2010 and moved right over to Boston where my wife was a news producer for channel five news. And um, it just wasn't uh, lining up and uh, being around the city environment coming from uh, country Maine or the, what I, what we call the Western mountains area, pretty rural. And um, I just, I was up all night and stuff like that. And I was stuck inside the apartment and uh, Maine just started calling me home and I eventually moved back to Maine, but things still didn't line up. And there was one thing missing was uh, that camaraderie and structure and that brotherhood and sisterhood when we were serving. And uh, I tried to get in some other organizations up here, and it just didn't happen. And uh, so I took it upon myself with my wife pushing me to start my own uh, organization called Operation Reboot Outdoors with the intention of getting veterans and uh, law enforcement and active service members out in the woods for uh, what we call a reboot. I love it. love it. Yeah. So we did it straight out of our house in Turner, Maine. We served uh, over 340, 50-something veterans, strangers. They're not strangers to me, but, you know, i never met them before. We all had, uh, you know, that service connection that we all served and that we've been through the same thing. And I felt comfortable and, and uh, had them stay in my house for up to a week at a time doing certain guided trips. And uh, it's just it got pretty popular over the last couple of years and uh it's grown so much that we have now purchased an outfitter in the western mountains that we can service over hundreds and hundreds of vets a year that, so.
0: that's pretty cool and when did when did you start when did this idea become like start inception
1: well i'm gonna be pretty honest here i got home you know i had a family starting. I started a family. I had a son and then my, my next son was on its way and I was stuck inside all the time. Still, I wasn't finding any enjoyment outside. Right. Just It was it's just something missing. I mean, and you know, and being late up at night and drinking and being in the fog to try to medicate myself. And I was on all kinds of meds as well from the VA. And I, I just blew all that crap off. And, and alcohol was my number one choice. And, and I'd wake up sluggish in the morning and just struggle through the day. And, and I just started, stop feeling sorry for myself. And I said, you know what? I got to do something. I got to get out to what I love doing. And I remember as a kid growing up, my grandparent, my, you know, whether it was my grandfather, my aunts and uncles or friends, fathers mostly would bring us out hunting and fishing until we could do it on our own. Yeah. And we'd spend hours and days just doing that. And you'd feel really good just being out in the woods and on the water and that's how I found my escape from the darkness was through the outdoors.
0: You know, it's it's crazy to say that. Like, I grew up in, in northern Wisconsin. And in a small town, but my grandparents had property out, out farmland out in, 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 in the woods. And I'm actually getting ready to go up there in a couple of weeks to spend some time up in my tree stand. And it's just like sometimes you just like walking. You don't, even, you don't even want to do anything. It's not even hunting. Just go up there and just sit. You know what I mean? And you just you just listen to nature. You listen to the squirrels running around. You listen to, you know, the foxes and all, just all the wildlife coming in. And it is so peaceful. And you're unplugged. And I, and I tell people this. Like, we, we live in such a fast and uh, paced lifestyle right now. I just got off the road from being on the road for two weeks. And, and you know, we carry these things, um, you know, in, in our, these handheld computers in our pocket and life is just boom, 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 boom. And sometimes you just got to unplug. And, like, where we're at, up where our cabin is, you don't get internet. Like, it's still, like, if you want internet, it's still, like, on the old school dial-up <laughs> kind, of, <laughs> kind, of, kind, of, kind of a thing. You know what I mean? They're a couple years behind, but it's nice to just be able to get out. And there's, there's yeah. something, like you said, about being in nature that's just very therapeutic. So I... I absolutely love what you guys are doing. Ken, I'm going to bring you on here, man. What's what's tell us your story. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with all this.
2: So I was, I was in the army for about three years. I deployed to uh, Afghanistan. Then shortly after I got back from Afghanistan, I was in a couple bad accidents leaving me where I got medically retired from the military. My ankles were folded inwards. I had bile nest on my cast, my, My bones were bowing outwards. I had Canadian crutches to try to get around. And I was very suicidal in and out of the mental ward in a very, very dark place towards the point where I was almost one of the 22. And Dan personally heard about me and reached out to me and talked to me about Reboot. And I put in for a bear hunt at the last second and I got drawn. And from the moment I pulled into the driveway, I felt like family. And during that week and moving forward, I found the brotherhood back, the camaraderie. I became one with nature and I learned the healing power that reboot has to offer through nature. Yeah. And now my now I'm at the point like I'm a double amputee, but I use that to help reboot to show the other veterans and LEOs a reboot of life and to show them that they can move past whatever they're getting through.
0: Yeah. You, you guys, I, I noticed when I met you guys at the, at the show that you could definitely feel that family atmosphere in and around your booth. And even when people like, you know, I was watching people walk up and you guys were explaining what you guys do and stuff. And it was like welcoming people with open arms and immediately seeing the smiles that you would put on people's faces as they approach even me like i like i love what you guys are doing never been to maine i said okay this now now i got family up there that i know i can go up and see you know and 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 i'm an army guy myself so we like you listeners out there you got three studs you know on on, you know from from the greatest (laughs) military in the world you know, it's not often you get three military army guys on, on the same pod on, the, on this podcast, at least not at the same time. But uh, I, I absolutely love what you guys are doing. So let me ask you this: Let's, let's you guys have been doing this for a while. How many uh, veterans and leos have you guys served to date since inception?
1: Okay, so since we became official in 2019, we have to this day. Uh, not that I'm counting or anything because it's not about a number, you know, right. but it Absolutely. is kind of, but it's 632 Jeez. veterans, LEOs and active service members that we've brought on guided hunting, efficient. That is, the state of Maine. That and is a,
0: that's amazing. Now these, now these veterans, they come, uh, is there, I know you guys are in Maine, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming like, never been in Maine. And I, I picture Maine. as like, you got a couple of cities and then the rest is just wildlife North. And if you see anybody in there, y- they probably haven't seen civilians, civilization for a while. Right. So it's, so it's yeah. like, are you bringing veterans in? Yeah, I'm assuming you're bringing veterans in from all over the country coming in and, and doing this. Is that how this works? Is there a certain geo geographical location that you guys yeah. work with?
1: Absolutely. At, begin, at the beginning, it was mostly, obviously a lot of state, uh, Maine veterans. Maine has the third highest per capita veterans in the country, the population, veteran population. And, um, First year when we started was mostly them, then it kind of outreached to New England, you know, which is Mass., Vermont, uh, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and you know, we'll get a couple of New Yorkers. But then, um, but then something crazy happened. Uh, Mike Rowe re- from Return of the Favor featured us on his on that show and donated a side by side to our cause because our, our the one my personal one was starting to get beat up because we're using it so much. And it went national. We got like eight million views on that video. Next thing you know, our our emails and our phone was blowing up, and the numbers just started skyrocketing. Even during the pandemic, we we stayed continually open because we work outdoors and we served two hundred plus veterans and LEOS every year during the pandemic for two years straight. Wow. We never closed our doors, and we just kept going because we knew that it was pretty vital to in that time and you know what was going on to get veterans and those guys out in the woods and on the water for. Uh, for a reboot and get them out of the house because everybody was made to stay home. That's even worse. That's even- <laughs> so th- those
0: of you that are listening to the show right now, it means you're already online. Open up another browser and go to Operation Reboot Outdoors, that's all one word, .com, and check out their website because they got some really cool pictures. They got their mission statement up here. Uh, you can go to missions, and they, they do ice fishing. Oh, ice fishing. Wow, oh, yeah. Turkey hunt, spring... I'm getting like, I can't read all this guys. Cause I'm, I'm getting the fever just, just sitting yeah. here looking, looking, at this. I'm just like, I'm about to pack a bag and come up right now. Uh, spring fishing, bear hunts, moose, deer, you guys do it all. And, and, and these are guided, these are guided hunts that you, that you yep. do. So, uh, Dan, you, you're the one that, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you're the one that, that is certified or, or licensed by the state as a guide, yep. correct?
1: Yes. Yes. You
0: know. What is that? I didn't even know you. Like, is there a certain process you have to go through to to get blessed Absolutely. off on to do that, or what is that What does that mean exactly? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll I'll tell you how you do it. Pretty much. Basically. Um. So being a registered maid guide means you're professional and proficient on pretty much making sure everybody's safe mm-hmm. out in the woods. You know. And uh, providing them with the best experience that you can, to, with trying to be as successful as you can out in the woods, you know, by fishing or hunting. But it's also about showing them a good time and make sure that everybody returns safe. In the in the it, the whole overall hunt is just experience in itself, where you go to a lodge and you get fed, and you, you know, you get to stay out in the middle of the woods. The guide, you know, is kind of like um, I always say, like my guides, because I'm not the only guide. Reboot is 100 percent volunteers. And I have about six or seven registered main guides like myself on staff, and everybody's pretty proficient in some certain skills, but everybody knows how to do something. Yeah. So, so, what, so, so when that happens, we have they, they come up to the veteran comes up and they're assigned to their guide, which some are veterans, some are civilians, but usually the civilian guides mix really well with the veteran LEOs and active service members. And you get an experience of your lifetime with some guys that are very, very knowledgeable experts in their fields. Like I always say it's like a uh, special spec, spec ops in the military, you know, the main, a main guide is. So <laughs> that's how I word it. I, I love
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what do you guys got coming up here, here in the next couple of months? Like, obviously you, there, do you have hunts that go on around? And again, I know each state is different as far as like their hunting seasons and whatnot. Like, like, I know Wisconsin's is, is, you know, the rifle is, is in November and that's only because I, I, that's the one that I hunt and they got a couple of archery here. And there. Is it like does Maine have s- different times of year that you guys have certain things that you go out and do? And, and is it like a lottery? Is it like over the counter for these out of staters to do it? How does that work?
1: Yeah. So basically, uh, you know, the premier hunts that we have in Maine are the main black bear hunts. And, uh, those tags are over the counter and those all start at the beginning of september and end by october and then you have the other premier hunt which is a maiden moose hunt but you will have to put in for the lottery for that like a colorado elk, elk tag yeah and the odds are pretty slim but but as you every year your points add up and you you know you never know and that's a hunt of a lifetime i mean a, for one of those hunts alone to be guided is ten thousand dollars up here in maine if you won that lottery tag so that's one of the big ones we do whitetail hunts and those are right over the t- counter Pretty much everything but the moose is over the counter, any big game animal in the state of Maine. Now, Reboot's gotten so big, to make it fair, because we only have so many resources, is we do our own lottery system on Facebook, Instagram, email. You message us during that season, and we put your name down, and we usually do an online uh, live version of drawing the names to see who which veteran gets to go out on the hunt. If you're lucky enough, you're followed by a packing list and instructions and all you got to pay for is to get here to Maine and your license, which is very compare, is very cheap compared to other states. The big game tags and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah,
0: They're I, I looked in. I, truth be told, I already looked into how much the tags were. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> that's, I t- told the wife, I was like, "Listen, there's a good mm-hmm. chance I'm going to Maine either this year or <laughs> or next year sometime. But this hunt's gonna happen. Yeah, you, you know." It, it I'll make it work I'll make it work I, and then you know write it off because i'm I'm merely coming up to take a look at your guys's operations so I can help promote it more on a larger scale Yes. that's, yeah. that's how-
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I would like to add too, though on our other on our other fishing trips, anything that involves with, on the water, that's open sign up. I mean, we we run continuously. If there's a group of three vets or even a single veteran that wants to come up, yeah, then we're more than willing to take them out. They pick the dates. They look. We send them a calendar with the ones with the circles on it. They pick those dates, and we lock it up, and we start planning for their trip to come up to Maine to catch a. You can catch brook trout, landlocked salmon. We do bass. We do uh, pike, northern pike. We do perch, crappie, all that stuff. Anything you think of?
0: Uh, yeah, I love it. I was uh, see, I saw one of the pictures where uh, trying to see a pull it. it was the homepage, big pike on your yep. homepage. There, I was just like, God, that is ice fishing too. <laughs> yeah, yep. uh, I love it. I love it. What do you guys want the listeners to to know about your organization? And and really, what are, what is it that you guys are looking for that? a listener that some somebody's listening to this, how they can get involved or, or how can they help be a part of what it is that you guys do?
1: I think I want to tell the listeners, like um, I created, I started reboot because I didn't have a support system because I lost all of you when I got out and I wanted to create a family strong enough that if I fell down or any one of our brothers around us, when we're out here, fall down, somebody's right there to help them, you know, carry them along till so they can get back on their feet again. And that reboot, Fights of twenty-two a day, but we're just a preventative measure. We're there to struggle along with you. I'm doing this struggling every day. This, you know, running this organization and doing all the stuff we do is stressful, and I'm keeping going forward because of all you guys out there to have you come here and have the best time of your life and to feel that again what we felt when we we're in formation, all out there bullshit and out in formation before we doing stuff, and that when that bring when you bring when you add that camaraderie yeah. and, and the experience in the outdoors. That's when the real magic happens because you're around like-minded people and you're all the same. You've been through the same thing. And I feel that that alone is therapeutical and it offers something that any psychiatrist doctor can provide, you know, and that's what we need and that we're the only answer to help stop in this pandemic of the 22 a day. And, you know, I really want you to take out of this. I don't want any money. I don't want any donations or anything like that. It just comes you guys. And what I want you to do is if someone's struggling Tell them about reboot. Tell them about organizations like us that get them out there, get them over that fence to be able to join that that, that organization. It might help save their life. It may, may make their life easier and the struggle easier. May help them come out of the fog. You know, that's what that's why I started this. I didn't start this for any selfish reasons. Right. I, I have a family of kids, and, and you know, and I could hunt the rest of my life quietly and fill my walls, but I chose to help you guys out to show you my reboot. And maybe, maybe yours isn't the same as the outdoors but it shows you can still find the love of what you like to do and that's why I started operation reboot outdoors.
0: I I love that. Um Kim, what do you what do you say?
2: Oh boy. This is obviously I left, this I love those speechless. Yeah, this
0: this obviously has changed has changed your life dramatically. Oh, how, you. let, let me ask you this, how many years have you been working in in going to reboot
1: 2018, 2019? Yeah, you started, you've been here three years three, three years, years about
2: three years. Three years. You know, and like me personally, I could care less if I harvest or catch another fish in my time because I know the moment they harvest a fish or harvest an animal, that smile in that moment and stuff, they're feeling what I felt, what I, what I felt when I first came to Reboot, and that's our goal right there is to show them that there's life outside the military there's life beyond what they're struggling through. And that they, they, just need that help push to get there and that they have their brothers and sisters. there to back them up no matter what.
0: You guys are doing some incredible stuff up there. And, uh, Folks, again, if you're if you're listening to this, you're already online, you gotta go check out Operation Reboot Outdoors. It's operation reboot, reboot outdoors.com. I'll have the links in the show description uh, underneath. And if you know somebody that that needs a reboot and loves the outdoors, or maybe they don't know they love the outdoors yet, get them get them up there, get them involved, have them start looking at this and, and spread the word about this, what this organization up in Maine is doing because it's absolutely awesome and we need more organizations like this out there and, and we need and I'll go as far as to say is I think getting the word out before um like I think you need to get the word out when when they're transitioning out of the military too I think I think mm-hmm. the transitioning side of it is, yep. is a big thing and let let the men and our brothers and sisters know is when, when they're coming out, Hey, this is, what's going to happen is this, this, this stuff happens, but there's organizations out there that, that get you back on track, give you that reboot, put your, as you say, put that, you know, the asthma get you back true North. Right. And yep. I absolutely love this. And 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 I may be uh, saying just because I'm i I'm an outdoors guy and, and it's easy for me because I look at this stuff and I'm just like, man, I, like if it if it was up to me and I didn't have to do anything else <laughs> I'd be in the woods every day you know yep. what I mean and don't get me wrong I love being behind the mic because I feel like I I love helping people get to where they want to go it's all a bit you know it's it's a purpose and you guys have found your purpose helping others reboot you you guys are living a life of purpose putting a smile on your brothers and your sisters faces so my hats off to you guys i love you guys for it and thank you for what you guys do
1: thanks for having us on i appreciate it
0: absolutely uh before we let you go i asked this question to, to to all my guests on this show you're on a show called the decision hour and and we've kind of talked about decision we make decisions every day right so Dan, starting with you, then Kim, we're going to end it with you. Name a time in your life where your feet were on the line and you had to make that decision. What was it and what was the atmosphere like at that time?
1: Jesus, oh, um, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you throw at me the last thing? <laughs> Gosh, I, You Really? <laughs> I'll pass to Kenny so I can think about how I'm going to answer that. <laughs> Kenny,
0: what do you oh, got? Wow. It, and and this, it's funny. I, I, I do that on purpose because it's like you, because most people, if I prep you for it, you're like, oh, all right, I'm going to come up with this. And then you get to it and you ask the question and it tends out to be something else. Kenny, what do you got? What's, what's that one well, decision that you had to make?
2: Whether I have my legs amputated or not. Ooh. Okay. You know, Because it was a risk to whether it would have was up in the air whether it would have benefited my life or made it worse. And I took that leap of faith and chose to have my legs amputated because I felt it would better my life. And the moment I did that, I don't regret it. I don't look back. I'm living one of the best lives possible. I'm hunting, fishing, running, you name it, doing everything to help get the vets out, you name it.
0: Yeah, brother. Love it. Love it. Dan, are you wishing you went first now?
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> All right. so, I mean, you know, I really, I really, I there's so many to list, but I'm going to tell you, I think I go, I face the line every single day. My feet are on the line every day. Yeah, I truly feel that way. And I had to keep convincing myself to push forward with this and with you know, so many things run through my head, racing thoughts about what you know. Am I doing the right thing? Am I sacrificing so too much for this? And you know what? I I always think about how I felt when I first started this organization. How I was alone, and it felt good. You know, I liked it. I liked being in that misery. I I, I thrived in. It. I didn't I didn't need to talk to anybody. Right. But then I then you know usually every morning I start out grumpy until I have about four cups of coffee. And then it turns around, and I'm thankful that I, I took, I stepped over that line every single morning to see who's coming here next and see how they act and how how they interact and what if they're going to smile at the end of the day or not. We have some of the toughest guys. I'm telling you right now, I know I don't like talking about my feelings. I hate it. I know how there's a lot of tough guys out there that are struggling, that act tough. And I, trust me, I can see through it, and there's a lot of people that can see through it. Yeah. And you, you know, you just got to step up, and I promise you this. I've been a year and six months sober, and my life is so much better every single day by not crossing that line and take hitting the bottle. And I'm so thankful that I've done it because it's probably saved my life. That's awesome.
0: That is awesome. Gentlemen, I appreciate you guys' time and thanks for coming up on the show. Folks, Operation Reboot Outdoors, go check it out. Before we let you go, make sure you check out uh our parent network, Heroes Media Group. You can simply go to heroesmediagroup.com. Check out all the shows, articles. They are hiring, so if you're interested, send them an email at info at heroesmediagroup.com. That's all the time that we have. I'm Adam. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.